She didn't have anything but that ointment. There's no record she had any wealth at all but that ointment. But she had done what she could. Are you waiting to serve the Lord? There's an eagerness. Her attitude was whether it's cooking a meal, washing his feet, anointing his head with the oil, whatever I can do, I'm waiting to do. Simply put, Mary put herself available for whatever God wanted to do. You know what would change every church in the United States of America? We come to the house of God just being available for whatever God wanted to do. Notice with me second thing she did. She was willing to serve Jesus. Not only is she waiting to serve Jesus, but you say, now what's the big deal about this? Not everybody's willing to serve Jesus. I'm going to make a very bold statement. I'm going to make a very, very bold statement. And if he hits you right between the eyes, then God's talking to you. I'm convinced that God speaks to us sitting in a pew and we bow up and say, God, I'm not willing to do that. I'm, not, I'm just not willing to do that. Now, I love this. My God's not a tyrant. The Bible says she was willing. Having an alabaster box of one, that spinner very precious. She break the box and put it on his head. Mary takes some tremendously costly perfume. She's safe for years. There's two words here. It means one, the ointment means genuine and not, not only was it genuine, but it was very costly. In other words, she was doing what she could. Now, not all of us can give the same thing to Jesus. Not all of us have the same kind of money. Some of you wealthy people need to cough it up. Amen. Not all of us have the same abilities. Some of you have talent. Some of you have talent you're not using. Some of you have talent you're not using. Not all of us have the same intelligence. Say amen there. Not all of us have the same kind of skills. But every one of us, every one of us can give our very best that we have to Jesus. Every one of us. Your best may not be as much as somebody else's best. Your best may not be as like somebody else's best. But if you give your best to God, then as far as God's concerned, your best is the best. Let me say that again. Your best may not be like somebody else's best. Probably won't be like somebody else's best. But if you give God your best, 
then to God that is the best. And he's going to judge us individually. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I love good singing, but I can't sing. And I know that. And I've been told that. I don't have to be told that. I know that. But I love good singing. So God's not going to judge me if I sing good or not. Because he knows I can't. But he's going to judge me through giving God my best. And if my best I give him, then that's God's best. You understand? She gave. She was willing to serve him. I, I'm convinced with all my person. Uh, all, 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 I'm convinced. Totally convinced. If you're willing to serve Jesus, if you're willing to, he'll wire you out. It's not about him not using you. It's about being willing. Now, understand something. If you're willing to serve him, it's going to cost you something. Now, I love salvation. If you're here this morning lost and undone without a Savior, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus has paid the price to be saved. Hallelujah. Paid the price. Don't cost you a dime. But I'm telling you something. If you serve Him, it's going to cost you some things. It's just that simple. It's going to cost you some things. For some of you, it'll cost you some of your so-called friends. I don't know how good of friends they are. But it'll cost you some of your so-called friends. I'm telling you, if you serve Him, The world, you may not have some of the toys and all the trinkets that the world has. But I'm telling you something, if you serve Him, if you serve Him, it's going to cost you something. Am I waiting to serve Jesus? Am I willing to serve Jesus? Number three, look this way. Look this way. Am I wanting to serve Jesus? You say, well, that's the same thing. No, it's not. You can be waiting to serve Jesus. You but do you want to serve Jesus? That speaks of a desire. I'm convinced there's a multitude of people saved, but they just don't want to serve Jesus. They're not interested in serving Him. They're not interested in the house of God. They're not interested in the things of God. They're interested in their self. They're interested in doing what they want to do. One of the things, and I may mention of it tonight probably, one of the things at this time, this year of the COVID-19, this year of the COVID-19, this adversity that we have faced in our church, it has done something. Are you listening? It's done. It is really want to serve God. Those that don't want to serve God are not here. And those that want to serve God are. It's displayed the want to in people's hearts. Because now they have a custom made reason, excuse not to serve God. Now it takes something a little more if people want to serve God, they'll want to. Do you want to serve God? 
Mark 14, 5, there were some that had indignation in themselves saying, why was the, this waste of the woman made? Let me stop here and just say this. You may as well understand it. If you serve Jesus Christ, no matter how pure your motives, people are going to gripe, people are going to complain, and people are going to criticize. If you can't handle that, you stay in your hole and don't do nothing. The people that nobody criticizes, the person that says nothing, does nothing, nobody criticizes. But if you do anything for the cause of Christ, there's going to be somebody complain, criticize. I don't believe that. You know why? Because they're not doing nothing and they get convicted. What bothers, here's what challenges my heart. The one that criticized her should have been the ones that rallied around her and said, Wow, what a lady. What a work. She honored the Savior. What a, what a work she done. But no, they're the ones that why was this? Why did, why did she waste all of that? We could have fed the poor with that. Why she wasted? Can I say this? You serve Jesus, and the world will look at you and say, that's a waste. We got some young men in our church right now. God's bringing them up. The world will say, they need to be a lawyer. They need to be a doctor. They need to be something important. They need to make money. They need to have a big income. But the truth of the matter is, if they give their life to serving Jesus, the world calls it a waste. God doesn't. God's got a word for that crowd. But I ain't going to tell you what it is. He's got to work for them. The truth is, the world said, that's waste. People are going to gripe. I was thinking, I love being a pastor. I, I, love, I do. I, I've always loved being a pastor. But let me just say this. As God is bringing up some young men that one day will be the pastor of this church. Let me just say this. If you can't handle criticism, don't become a pastor. I love this. Well, he preaches too much on money. And if you don't preach on money, well, if you don't preach on money, we're going to go broke. Preach it on hell, it gets criticized. If you don't preach on hell, it gets criticized. Matter of fact, no matter what he preaches, somebody's going to criticize. I'm going to teach you a very valuable lesson. Are you listening? Are you listening? If you're ever going to get anything done in your life that's going to make a difference to somebody else, you're going to be criticized. I don't care how pure your motives. I don't care how good your motives are. If it's to do something good for somebody, somebody criticize. Wow, they don't deserve that. I didn't do that for me because he didn't want to. <laughs> See, the reality is. Somebody, I, I was thinking, I read this. A pastor wrote this. I didn't, but a pastor wrote But I sure liked it. 
Somebody's going to walk out of church today saying, wasn't that a great service? Probably the pastor. I really enjoyed the message. And it was great seeing friendly folks. And the music played. Boy, when the choir was so good. Amen. Somebody else is going to walk out of the church saying, I can't believe what they've done. I just can't believe he's going to get all of us killed. He's going to give us all COVID. I can't believe what he just done. Now just go down the road and complain, criticize, because you know what? They never come to church waiting to serve, willing to serve, and they never come wanting to serve. I watched people sing in the choir. I watched wanted to be there. If they hadn't have been, but I watched them sing. Say, somebody say he didn't tell enough stories. Somebody say he should have told more jokes. I'm not a good joke teller. He said, they didn't sing my particular song years ago. It's been years ago. I could say this now, I couldn't earlier. But years ago, when I first took this church, there was one song that was sung every service. Every service. And I, I was telling them front row, and, and, and the song was last mile of the way. It was sung every service. And I'm sitting on the I said, you said that right. We're on the last mile of the way. We don't get this singing changed. He said, so we got to do something on this singing. The last mile of the way. Somebody has say, he didn't do this. I heard about one man who walked out of church one time and said, how you like the pastor? He said, I can't stand the man. Why? <laughs> I got to say this, Jimmy. Forgive me. I thought about you when I read this. Forgive me. Forgive me. Because he preaches so long, I can't stay awake. And he yells so loud, I can't go to sleep. (laughs) Uh, The truth of the matter is this world thinks anything you do for Jesus is a waste. If a man's brilliant, he's encouraged to do something besides serve God. Mark 14, 6, all of us, Jesus said, Let her alone. And I don't believe he said that softly. I believe he looked at that crowd and he said, Let her alone. He backed that crowd up. said, You let her alone. I believe he said, with all the authority of heaven, why trouble ye her? She had wrought a good work on me. See, there's two evaluations. One side is a waste, poor judgment, too extravagant. Jesus said, it's a good work. Adrian Rogers said, if you please Jesus, it doesn't matter whom you displease. But if you displease Jesus, it doesn't matter who you do please. He just said, it's a good work. But when you think about it, what she really did was a small thing. 
Nobody outside the house knew what Mary had done. Her name didn't wind up in the paper. Matter of fact, Mark doesn't even mention her name. But she got criticized by every person besides Jesus. Can I say I love this about this woman? Because the church is built of people who are willing and wanting not to do the big things, but the little things. The heroes of the Bible, the heroes of the Bible are the women that sit in the nursery playing with the toddlers, teaching them first song about Jesus, the women who rock babies in the nursery, the men and women who serve mentors as teenagers are doing what they can. I love this story. A small man, small stature of man, walked up to a tall giant of a guy and said, if I were as big and as tall and as strong as you are, I would go out in the woods and look for the biggest bear I could find and wrestle him down to the ground. Big man looked down at the little man and said, there's plenty of little bears in the woods. Am I waiting to serve Jesus? She was waiting. She was willing. She was wanting. Now you have all of those things. You have all of those things and still miss God. You sit on these pews this morning and miss God. You sit, you have all those things. Well, I'm waiting. I'm willing and I'm wanting to. But she had to get her little bottle and she was willing to work for the Lord. She actually did it. She broke that box that fast and she put it on his body. What really impressed Jesus was she'd done what she could. I want every one of you to ask a question. What am I doing for God? No, you worked all week to do for you. But what are you doing for God? There never has been a generation that could do more for God than this generation. You say, I just can't do anything to make a difference. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Every one of us can do something. I'm not asking you to do what others done. I'm asking you, have you done what you could do? The lines are filled. He's not going to evaluate you on what you did. He's going to evaluate you on what you did compared to what you could have done. And this is a thought. You only have one life. It will soon be past. Only what you've done for Christ will last. When the mountains have crumbled into dust, when the stars have fallen from heaven like ripened figs, when the oceans have dried up like a desert and the sun 
is flamed out of shine to shine no more. What you have done for Jesus will live and last forever. Not what you did, but what you could have done. We are on the blink of a brand new day. I'm going to preach on that tonight. Beginning. Tonight I'll start my 29th year as pastor. If there's ever, you know what I feel like? I feel like I'm starting to church all over again. Told Darlene, just like I'm starting, like I'm building the church all over again. And it's a new beginning. And the way that things, and the way it's worked, it's not what you have done, but what you could have done. It's going to make a difference. Are you doing? The Lord said, She had done what she could. He said, I'm so pleased with that. I'm so excited about that. I'm going to make a memorial to just her. It should be put in the Hall of Fame forever because she had done what she could. That's all standing for feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Have you done what you could do?